along we'll know all about it Father along we'll understand why Cheer up my brother live in the sunshine we'll understand it all by and by Father along One night I'm going to read to you on the winning side. The great evangelist, great pastor, great editor of the Sword of the Lord, Curtis Hudson, got sick, I think in his 50s, with prostate cancer. Prostate cancer. And he was losing weight real fast. But he broke out one night in Charlotte, North Carolina and said, I'm on the winning side. Oh yes, I'm on the winning side. I'm on the winning side with my Lord. Oh, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. I'm on the winning side with my Lord. Now he couldn't sing it either, but it sounded good to me. Anyway, Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes. And yes, I have some family members loaded for bear. And I just love it. And, uh, uh, and the only reason why they're loaded for bear, the only reason why they hate me is because... I preach against their sins and their foolishness and their hypocrisy. Uh, and they don't like it. And uh, they will try to use uh, my children to get back at me. It's not my children now. They know uh, uh, what I preach and they've been hearing me preach it for years. Uh, it's uh, some older dogs and dogettes some older family members who are trying to use them to get to me, but that won't work. I just told Dr. Charles Stanley that he's going to have to rebuke his son publicly for that boy is demon-possessed and uh, is trying to tear down the historic Christian faith delivered to the saints and he's trying to destroy the foundations that we have rested upon for years simply because he's trying to get evangelical churches Baptist churches Bible churches to accept the abomination of homosexual marriage and homosexuality when anybody can see all around that God is angry about that and God is chastising the church and punishing the church left and right for these evil abominations in his sight and in his church. And I told Dr. Charles Stanley, and I know he, he's, he's seen so much separation and divorce and pain in his life. And a man like Dr. Charles Stanley, that hurts him more than it would hurt me. Uh, it means more to him than it would mean to me. 
uh, partly because he's a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm a prophet, evangelist kind of a guy, even though I don't use those titles because so many people have messed them up. Uh, and so he's a he's a, a, a loving pastor, has a loving pastor's heart, and it just kills him that his wife betrayed him and left him. It killed him when his son betrayed him like Absalom. And by the way, let me just say this, and, and you can put it down, you can tell Andy, the false prophet and false pastor, I said it. He wouldn't be, excuse the bad English, please. He wouldn't be nothing without his dad, Charles Stanley. And he would have never gotten this far, uh, this far with this demonic foolishness that he has taught like a demon out of hell if it were not for his dad, Charles Stanley. And so I, I don't know how well Dr. Stanley is doing, uh, but if he still is in his right mind, I am asking him publicly to stand up. And if it means total separation between he and his son, so be it. But he has, to, as his first pastor, uh, he needs to rebuke his son for what he has done and for what he is doing. Started out with unhitching the church and Christians from the Old Testament. That's impossible. I preach the Old Testament every day, along with the New Testament, regarding the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. The picture is uh, the lamb was sacrificed on Passover to deliver the people. They were passed over. When we believe in the Lamb of God, we're passed over from the wrath of God and the eternal burning hell. We are saved. You can't unhitch the New Testament from the Old Testament, the Old Testament from the New Testament, Christians from the Old Testament. It is impossible. And that comes from doctrines of demons. Jesus is throughout the whole Bible. Uh, and he's done many other devilish things. Uh, he, he's been a good Judas for uh, the powers and devils that be. And I know he's watching, so I'm talking straight to you, to your face, uh, for doing this evil against God, Jesus, and the church. And now you're coming out and trying to destroy another portion of the foundation of our Christian faith, the uh, Apostles' Creed, the Nicene Creed. And, 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 and as far as I'm concerned, you're lying about that. Anybody who is saved and born again and has common sense knows that the uh, Nicene Creed and the Apostles' Creed were developed to help Christians understand the fundamentals of their faith. It was never meant to be a, an exhaustive study of the Bible. Never. It was a powerful statement. God used those men to put those uh, creeds together and, 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 
it focused the people of God on what they need to accomplish and do for God. The devil is a lie, and you're a lie too, uh, Andy Stanley. You, you're looking for stuff, just like the devil. The devil looks for stuff. Uh, now, we've already slapped you and rebuked you from, from every side. Go somewhere and sit down, man. And, and stop bringing up this foolishness. You know why? You know why Andy Stanley is still doing this? He's still out there fighting. Trying to win over the hearts of evangelicals and Baptists. Southern Baptists. You know why? Uh, Southern Baptists, by the way. You're under investigation along with the Catholics. May God help us. Because uh, 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 under investigation by the, the uh, Department of Justice, I thank God I have not heard anybody say the Southern Baptist is being persecuted, you know, like Trump is because of what they believe. And so I'm so glad the Southern Baptist, I have not heard one Southern Baptist say, I double dog dare you to say it. I'll slap you like Will Smith. I'll slap you. If you ever say that. No, it's because of our own sins. Failures and faults and foolishness. The Southern Baptists following the evangelicals and hooking up with the evangelicals. Creating a monster machine. That does not get the job done. And, and, and uh molesting and raping women and children and all of this foolishness but 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 even worse than that there's some people in the southern baptist convention they like andy stanley they like his demonic ideas and they join up with them in secret they're scared to do it publicly they don't want to do that because they know he's a heretic see that's why you're under investigation. All of those secret shenanigans you've been pulling. Uh, afraid to tell the truth and preach the truth because you've been paid off by somebody. 30 pieces of silver. Haven't you all noticed how silent pastors are? They won't say anything about monkeypox. They won't say anything about... Uh, uh, why the plague has come upon us, the coronavirus plague, why polio is back, Marburg raising his ugly head over there, in uh, other places, and on and on. Children being shot in school over and over and over again, Uvalde. Crime and violence, absolutely more out of control, I believe, than in the days of Noah. I've never seen it like this. And I can say with uh, David Jeremiah, when he said, I thought I'll never see the day. David Jeremiah read back and, 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 and preached and wrote a book titled, I Thought I'll Never See the Day. I hear you, Jeremiah. I'm with you. 
I thought I would never see the day. And, and some of us have done all we could to prevent this day coming. But we are in it now. We're in it now. And we got some false prophets and false pastors out there making it worse. And I'm calling on a man that we honor. Even though he is divorced. A man that we honor. Because we knew from Jump Street it was not his fault. That was the fault of the devil. His wife and then his son added fuel to the fire. He's the Absalom and, uh, and, and Dr. Charles Stanley. I know it's going to be very, very tough for you. But your son is a heretic and you're going to have and he's tearing down everything you have built up using your name because we would have never trust this Negro. This uh, and Dr. Charles Stanley, you know, I, I call everybody Negro. White, black, red, yellow, makes no difference to me. That's the reason why many people have even given him some rope. And he has taken that rope and he has hanged himself multiple times. People who like him have rebuked the daylights out of him. Educated. Your friends, Dr. Stanley. Men you came up with have had to whip your son. And I'm sure they contacted you because th these are the kinds of men that you've dealt with in the past. These are gentlemen. They don't want to do anything to hurt you. In fact, you probably have called them to do it, Dr. Charles Stanley. I wouldn't put it past you. Because this is how you guys roll, and that's good. That's good. I believe you called Dr. Richard Land. I believe you called some of the older saints to put a whipping on Absalom, Andy Stanley. I believe you have done it, King David. But now it's time for you to rise up because you're getting ready to go to heaven. You can't leave this like this, brother. Sir, I love you. And you know that. I'll never forget the time I met you down in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You were so gracious, so humble. And God has used you mightily to build up this church and to see thousands of folks saved. You've got to stop your son. And David didn't want to deal with Absalom. He didn't want to see Absalom wrapped around a tree limb. He loved his son, but he was, he, was, he was a devil. And he was trying to betray his father big time. Put his father on the run. And just like Andy Stanley did you for years. He belittled you and disrespected you after all you did for him. The devil is a lie. And, 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 and all of his success, and you know it, Dr. Stanley, all of his success is not due to him. It's due to God and you. And your good name. And thank God you kept on preaching. Glory be to God. Now you're going to have to step up. If you're able. Or the church is going to have to put the church up to it. The new pastor. And to denounce this demonic foolishness. This He's acting like a boy to me. Uh, this foolishness that this man is doing. 
and 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 he's the kind of fellow that you know does a lot and does not get anywhere goes backwards because see you're not going to convince the people of God of that foolishness and they have made that clear it's time for you to make it clear if you have confronted him privately that's great but your great legacy is at stake you need to leave as a part of your legacy sir the rebuke the public rebuke written and spoken against your son I know you love him I know it's going to be tough for you you don't want any more division than what you've already experienced but this comes with the territory as you know see the devil thought he could knock you out by your wife by 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 uh, deceiving your wife to do the foolishness she did and that's right I said it I don't give a flip about that I knew from Jump Street she was uh, the, the devil had gotten a hold of her mind I knew from Jump Street you had not done it you didn't do anything to that woman I knew that from Jump Street and, and said it to people all across Atlanta because I was living in Atlanta at the time and this was big news and the preachers who betrayed you and turned their back on you ought to be ashamed of themselves and they ought to apologize. Including John Maxwell. He ought to apologize. And beg your forgiveness. Taking your son and using your son uh, uh, to uh, do what he wanted him to do. Against your will. Against you. And I don't care if he likes it or not. I don't care if Andy Stanley likes it or not. All of the preachers who forsook you when you needed them the most ought to be ashamed of themselves. They only did it because they're henpecked, controlled, and dominated by their wives. And their wives have held it over their heads ever since. Uh-huh, you see what happened to Charles Stanley? And you were not man enough to say, well, he's still preaching, so... I guarantee you, my wife pulled that foolishness after 34 years. I guarantee I'll preach the same day. And have me a girlfriend the next day. So, uh, it was nothing but demonic foolishness. He, Charles Stanley was having a huge impact. A huge impact around the world. Preachers were preaching his sermon. Don't tell me they weren't. I know some pastors who were doing it. They were preaching word for word. All over the country. And, and Dr. Charles Stanley uh, is probably one of the greatest pastors or the greatest pastor in the last 100 years. Because when I tell you, when, he can preach now, but when he was a little, a little bit young, just a little bit younger, I'm talking about in the 60s, man, he'll, he'll shuck the corn and he'll, he'll burn your hide off. See? And so, the only, see, the, the, what we did with Andy, his son, because of Charles Stanley being this great man of God, who believes the word of God and stood on the word of God and God used him to transform the lives of millions. 
He's America's pastor. And everybody knows it. Millions of people, large people, will listen in to Charles Stanley. On the radio. On television. Billy Graham was God's prophet and evangelist. And Charles Stanley, God's pastor and teacher. Who could flat shuck the coin? Huh? I'm going to tell you something else he did. And this is one of the reasons why we honor him. We honor him for many reasons. And we're going to continue. Whatever he does, that's up to him. It's my job to tell him he needs to publicly give this boy a whipping that he will never forget. And if that means that there's going to be a permanent separation, hopefully I'll see you on the other side. I love all of my children. We've had a wonderful time together. But let me tell you something. If they, if they join up with uh, their pastor and their pastor's wife against me because their pastor and pastor's wife believe in allowing homosexuals as, as members in the church and they, they want to try to fight against me because they're trying to be buddy-buddy with homosexuals and uh, homosexual uh, pastors and... and, and, and Pastors' wives uh, who uh, allow that in the church, or they got family members who are homosexuals, and they feel so sorry for them they want to turn against me as I'm preaching God's word. Then, if that's their decision, that's their decision. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you on the other side. That's a fact, and and they know that about me because I'm not going to stop preaching God's word for my wife. My daughters, my sons, my mother, my sisters, my brothers, or anybody else. Cousins, aunties, mother-in-law for sure. Monster-in-law for sure. Come hell or high water. Andy Stanley is an enemy of Christ. Andy Stanley is an enemy of the cross. Andy Stanley is an enemy of the gospel and therefore he's an enemy to Dr. Charles Stanley. And if Dr. Charles Stanley is able, he's got to say something before he leaves up out of here. Now, and I have to say it like that because my sweet Southern Baptist brothers, they're very they're great gentlemen. They'll look at you. They know you're wrong. They don't like you. They hate you. Uh, but they'll smile and grin with the Southern Baptist face. There's nothing like the Southern Baptist smile of a preacher. It's almost, um, <laughs> it's almost like it's, it's like they were trained to do it in seminary. It's a, it's a, it's a, a great face of sincerity. And, uh, you know, uh, man, I, I guess love, I don't know, but they know how to do it. They're, they're gentlemen. They're not going. They, they they would never do what I'm doing. Never, never. And some of them don't mind me doing it, but they would never do this. But somebody has to say something. They don't. They're not going to rock the boat. The Southern Baptist pastors. They want to keep it even keeled. Okay. But but something has to be done. Now, uh, thank God for the men who have. 
taking this young man to the woodshed. Thank God for Dr. Richard Land. Thank God for Dr. Michael Brown. These are heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. Heavy hitters. These are heavy hitters. Uh, I'm waiting on Dr. Russell Moore. He's almost there. He's going to do something. Because I believe he's a man of God. Contrary to what some other people believe about him. It don't, that, don't make, that don't change my mind. God convinced me. He's a man of God. And he's going to do through and through. And he's going to do the right thing. I may not agree with everything. I may not uh, 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 agree with his uh, deliberate speed level. <laughs> but he's going to do something. He's a heavy hitter. But this must be stopped. This man is attacking the foundations of the Christian faith. Now I must go. Like I told you, I just got back from a trip. And uh, we had a little tribulation on the trip. Uh, that that kind of spooked me a little bit with the car. And uh, and I bowed. My wife was right there with me, right beside me. And I started praying. And I'm getting ready. I'm already thinking about calling AAA. Calling my son, Daniel Ezekiel, because my phone was going dead. And, uh, and I couldn't keep the car on long because it was running hot for some reason. And it was just... And and it, and it spooked me because we had just put some water in it, and I was told my by my uh, my mechanic that uh, don't put any don't put any uh, uh, coolant in it because they they want to fix something else on it. And so, but if you just put water in, it'd be fine. And I had just put water in, it and that bad boy started climbing up there. None none of us like to see that thing climb. Do we? No, no, not me. Cause I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. See, I'm not a mechanic, so I, I was getting I had I had AAA on the phone after, and and I prayed first, and I went ahead trying to call AAA, but you know they're gonna take all day, cause they having people with trying to get gas and all of that <laughs> nowadays, and so. Uh, I had them on the phone, and I was continuing to pray. It just so happened we were at a Walmart, and so we both walked into the Walmart, and God began to give me some answers. God told me to buy this, buy that, put that in the tank, and go on your merry way. And with about $30, instead of calling AAA to tow us to a to the mechanic and and then maybe staying because we were out of town maybe staying overnight in that town and spending out spending money unnecessarily uh, I have told you many many times a little talk with Jesus makes everything all right now I'm telling you I don't care what you face tonight what you are facing tomorrow you pray to God in the name of Jesus. 
and you pray about it. And as my children know, God can answer quickly, or He may answer, He may take a while. And uh, but uh, they know that because they've seen God answer many prayers on the spot, and He did that today for us. So we were very late getting back because of that. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing, standing between the living and the dead, because that's what we're doing. Whether you know that or not, we're standing between the living and the dead, as the Bible says. That's where I got it from. The prayer, uh, devotional, memorial, we're remembering the dead who died in the coronavirus plague, family, and uh, evangelistic service. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. Go ahead and call your friends. I know, I know you're already in the bed and you're getting ready for bed and you're listening. Go ahead and text somebody, call somebody. He's doing the Treasury of David. I know you love it. Go ahead and call them now. Text them now. Most people don't even call anymore. And uh, texting is a, a great way to communicate. Plus you have a record of what you said in case a Negro want to try to lie on you. So it's good. Writing is always, always better now. Don't just be speaking words in the air. Write it down. So in case, uh, in case somebody forgets. Go ahead, I'm giving you time. Go ahead on and text somebody, call somebody. I'm sure we already got at least 1,500 uh, to 2,500 already around the world with us. And go ahead and boost it on up to 3,000, 3,500. Everybody call somebody, text somebody. Whatever you do, I don't know. Don't, do not think because I'm online preaching and teaching that I understand the technology behind it all. I have people. My children, uh, they make sure it goes out, and uh, and they do all of that. I don't know. I don't know how to do any of it to this day, I, and I don't want to know. Just get, my my mentality is just get it done, get it done, get it done for the glory of God, and I I stay focused on what I'm supposed to do. So I'm sure you have contacted somebody. Good. This is episode number 168, The Treasury of David, written by the Prince of Preachers, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. He has not lost that title.
He's, he's preaching to more people today than most pastors who are living. Psalm 1831 is where we are. 183. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Psalm 183. Let's pray first. Holy Father God in heaven. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Holy Father God, as you witness, as my wife witness today, thank you for leading me, guiding me, directing me to pray without ceasing throughout this day. And I praise you and I thank you for hearing and answering my prayers. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon me throughout my life, not only today, but Lord, uh, uh, thank you for the blessings of today, not only upon me, but many others that believe in you. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for salvation and spiritual family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical uh, blessings that you have bestowed Lord upon me and upon my family uh, thusly and upon this ministry and the thousands of folks yea millions of folks who have heard the gospel preached and your word preached from this ministry all around the world I give you all of the glory the praise and the honor And Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ that for those of us who are saved and born again, Lord, help us to individually confess our sins, failures, and faults unto you. And Lord, I do that. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins, our failures and our faults, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Holy Father God, I pray that afresh and anew, even tonight, that you would crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh. And the old man within us, and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty of your Holy Spirit. Your unction and your anointing, your freedom, your liberty, your energy and your strength and your might. And Lord, we pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ from temptation, evil and sin tonight. Deliver us, Lord, 
from all evil. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit even tonight to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And help those of us, Lord, who are saved by your grace through the blood of Christ and who are born again. Help us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. As we said in the article tonight, Lord, help us all to take advantage of space to repent. Help us to judge ourselves that, be, that we be not judged. Lord, help us not to be foolish in our attitudes, our mindsets, in our uh, uh, thinking and doing. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of the lost, of the religious and the irreligious. Lord, I truly believe that my wife, Marika White, is a religious person but lost. I believe her mother's that way, her two aunts are that way, my mother's that way, my two sisters are that way, and other people in the family who have shown interest in religion, but they really don't know you. And they don't act like you. And they don't uh, show the proper love back to you by obeying you. <clears throat> and there are people like my wife, Marika White, who think that they can be rebellious and stubborn and proud and be blessed of the Lord. And I... Lord, I don't know, I don't believe that my wife has ever received an answer to prayer. I don't know, but I do not believe, and I told her even today, uh, the reason why she has not been blessed like she thinks she should is because she has never been born again and led by you to be obedient to you. And this is a problem Lord, in our family, on both sides. And this is a problem in people's families and churches across this country and around the globe. And is the reason, I believe, being shown by you, why we are under the chastisement and rebuke that we're under. We got people that we are coddling as saved people, and they're lost and demon-possessed. And I pray even tonight that you'd cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic, demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias, and Vashti as well. Out of my wife, Marika White, and out of even my, all of my children who have been infected by demonic spirits uh, because they are around the wrong church folks, they are around the wrong family folks. And... Uh, uh, evil communications, uh, corrupts good manners, and has done so even in some of the lives of my children. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ 
Rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts. Lord, from their minds, help them to recover themselves from the snare of the devil hanging around uh, demon-possessed family members and demon-possessed church members. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will give them recovery victory, those who have uh, fallen into this trap, uh, and help them to get back to uh, your holy word and prayer and not get caught up in the uh, foolishness of evil people who don't even know you, but who say they do. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, drive the demons of hell from all of their lives, as I have been praying for them for years, and they don't realize it, Lord, and some don't want to give you the credit. And some uh, uh, don't want to give credit where credit is due. They're all successful and doing well and have been blessed. Uh, not because of demon-possessed family members and church members, but because of my prayers for them since the time they were conceived and how I raised them to focus on you and serve you. And you have blessed me in blessing them. And I thank you for that. For it's, only, it's a miracle that we all have landed from this magnificent and wonderful journey where we have. And they need to remember what you did on that journey and never forget it and be thankful and not let devilish, demon-possessed family members, devilish and demon-possessed church members take that away from them. For you did it all, and you deserve all of the glory, praise, and honor. And I give it to you. I give you all of the glory, praise, and honor. And so, Lord, open their eyes, unstop their deaf ears, and help them to hear your word again, and to pray without ceasing, as I told Anita Evangeline when she stopped by the other day. And so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would indeed uh, save those who are lost, Revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning, and have your Holy Ghost to not give these people rest. Break them, break their pride, mold them to be what you will have them to be. And Lord, help the so-called church members who want to go back to the old way of doing things to understand that that is not happening, and they need to leave that alone and quit it because all of that foolishness is gone forever and so holy father god i pray lord tonight <clears throat> that you would uh, also lift all those of us, for those of us who are saved, lift all of our burdens. 
cares and worries, even tonight, uh, from our feeble hearts and minds. Fill us with your peace, that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable. And Lord, I'm praying not only for my family, but I'm praying for all true Christian families who name the name of Christ around the globe. And I pray that uh, you would save those who are lost. I pray also tonight, Lord, that you will deliver each and every one of us in my family and in other Bible-believing Christian families around the globe. Deliver us from all of our distresses and afflictions. Tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions. And Holy Father God, deliver us tonight also from all of our spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles and difficulties that we're facing. Lord, help my son, Daniel White IV, and my daughter, Danae, who have helped with the legal issues down through the years when they have popped up. Uh, delivering us from much foolishness and frivolous attacks. Uh, to rise up and to clean up these things, for one, is my son was involved in before, and it seems like the same thing. The other one, my daughter, was Danae was taken care of, and if uh, they do not step up uh, as we go to court, possibly, uh, they will be subpoenaed. And so I pray that they will step up, step in, and resolve these issues. Uh, as according to my wife, we are celebrating our eight, 18th year with Black Christian News uh, Network One, uh, blackchristiannews.com. And uh, it is very hated. Uh, across this country and in other parts of the world. And so I pray that you would continue to protect it. For, Lord, we cannot protect it without you. And, Lord, give us the right lawyers to help us resolve issues uh, so that they will not stop this great work that you blessed my children and I to do now for 18 years. And what an impact it has had and uh, one um, great man who uh, who has been a chaplain for the Wizards Washington Wizards and other places said he is he marvels at how this publication has continued to this day. And so, Holy Father God is all due to you, your might and power. There has never been a day that news and Christian encouragement and uh, the gospel has not been published on that site in over 18 years. And never, not one day has been missed. No matter where we have been, no matter what we were doing, uh, with just my children and myself directing it. 
and uh, you have done mighty things through it. It is truly like the sword of the Lord. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray, Lord, uh, tonight, uh, thank you for protecting us in the midst of chastisement, rebuke, and, uh, and punishment, uh, for protecting the world from massive housing crisis, food crisis, medical crisis, utilities crisis, uh, and thank you for allowing it to be as good as it is. And thank you for your mercy, love, and grace. And uh, I do pray that you would bless and protect my family and all other Christian families and protect all other people so that they can hear the gospel and be saved. Protect us from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow. Lord, as you know, there are hundreds of people, homosexuals and lesbians, pastors' wives, and uh, women in the church led by these devilish pastors' wives, and even some pastors, uh, who cannot stand the fact that I'm preaching against their pet sins, preaching against their foolishness, and what they have allowed in the church, and uh, and how they have assisted the devil, colluded with the government uh, to destroy families, school systems, communities, churches, and this nation. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that I pray humbly that you would continue to uh, protect me from the evangelical mafia, protect me from the homosexuals who have tried to kill me, protect me from the Jezebels in the church, the pastor's wives who tell other women not to listen to me, but they listen to me. Uh, all of the time so that they can go back and gossip about what I said. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, thank you for blessing me and helping me to see the venom that was even displayed in the Bible against one named Stephen and others because he preached the word and the gospel and the truth, the whole counsel of God. And I pray for the pastors who are standing tall to continue to do so, even though they're hurting way more than I am. But I thank you for each and every one of them uh, standing firm on your word and not backing up. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Glory, glory, hallelujah, 
Since I laid my burden down Glory, glory Hallelujah Since I laid my burden down I feel better So much better Since I laid my burden down I feel better so much better since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord, burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. Burden down, Lord, burden down, Lord, since I laid my burden down. I told you last night, I need to get in touch with what's that boy's name uh, Justin Bieber I believe he can tear that up I believe Justin Bieber can tear that up Don't laugh at my glass. I I drink lemonade with apple cider vinegar and honey or stevia every day. And I like teacups and coffee cups. And I was in a store today and I saw it. And it was uh, nothing but a dollar. And so I just picked it up since I drink so much lemonade. I'm a fan of lemonade. Anyway, my beloved, Psalm 1831. I'm sorry, Psalm 183. Psalm 183. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Go ahead. Go ahead, word of God. When you have enemies who used to be loving family members, loving friends, loving preacher buddies, who turn against you. That's how you have to pray. That's what you need to do. Go to God in prayer because God allows these things to happen for a reason. God may be calling you, this has happened to many preachers, on to a greater work. Thank God for these people who stood with you to that point. Uh, but God will oftentimes separate you 
from family members and friends who will do nothing but hinder you and be Judas's to you. And so you have to say bye-bye. And probably no other field is life like that. But God knows that family members especially, friends and neighbors and buddies can hold you back from doing the great things that God wants you to do. And, uh, and, and sometimes you have to say bye-bye, even to close family members. I love you. I'll be praying for you. And uh, quite frankly, we really don't need to be getting together anymore. Because you're never going to understand what God is doing with me. And, uh, and so uh, you're going to try to constantly try to pull me back down into the crab cage with you or gobble gobble with the turkeys on the ground when I could be flying with eagles and so I would love to take you with me but you want to continue to be a turkey you want to continue uh, to be a crab in the bucket climbing on top of each other which is a miserable must be a miserable situation for the crabs climbing all over each other and trying to get out and uh, a Negro reaches for your leg and pull you back. I've seen this over the years because I lived in Apalachicola when I was a youngster, the seafood capital of America. And I've seen those crabs trying to get out that green bucket. I can see it in my mind's eye right now. And a Negro would grab them and pull them back down in it. There's some Negroes, they never, they're never going to be happy, never satisfied, uh, until they pull you back down into their misery. Always talking about the past. Always, do you know any people like this? Miserable people. Always talking about the past. Always trying to bring up some mess and foolishness. And, and, and they want you to come down into the crab box with them. To do what? To keep up mess. Now they keep up mess among themselves. And they want you included in the mess. And I say to you, don't get back down in that green bucket. Climb out and fly away. Don't be gobbling, gobbling with the turkeys who can't fly. They're too heavy. But fly and soar like an eagle for the glory of God. Don't get all tangled up with the enemies. And this is why I have said down through the years, sometimes there are family members and friends that you don't need to live in the neighborhood with them. You don't need to live back home. I know you got some little feelings about home, back home, and all of that, and you didn't get all the love that you should have gotten from your mother, whatever the case might be. But see, now God wants you to use that pain not to dredge it up and let your grandmother feed your mind with a bunch of garbage and foolishness, keeping you grounded with old mess that does not mean anything my beloved 
fly and soar like an eagle. Get away from your family to do what God has called you to do. And instead of being concerned and sad and mad about uh, the family you were brought up in and you just sit down and gossip and complain and witch and bitch over foolishness that is, does not amount to a hill of beans, not being thankful for the good that came out of it that puts you in the place you're in right now. You are in misery. And you need to get out of it. Some of, some of you don't need to ever talk to your grandmothers again. Your aunties again. Your cousins again. They are so full of hell and the devil. And you know it. But they, they give you a little love that your mother didn't give you while you were growing up. And so you feel a little love and you, you feel a little camaraderie and, uh, and, 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 and misery loves company and complaining and, and talking about negative stuff that does not mean a hill of beans, trying to crucify uh, the prophet of God because you don't like what he preaches, because your cousin is a homosexual. Your aunt is a homosexual, a bald-headed homosexual, lesbian, and foolishness. When you know better, in your soul, in your spirit, in your mind, you know better. And you know you're wasting your time. When God has blessed you to get to this level, help somebody else up, and then leave them to go on and you do your thing and they do theirs. You know what I told my children? Several times. I thank God I had the privilege and blessing of raising all of my children with my wife by myself. Because she was not much help at all. But she did the dirty work. And I'm glad she did it because somebody had to do it. But and we were and we were together for years, years, and I was right there with them. I had to protect them from their own mother. I was right there with them, telling them I loved them every day, hugging them, which she would not do. Well, now when you leave. And even after they left, I told them, no, we really, we really don't need to be gathering that much. I know that's what the, the American way is about and so forth and so on. You need to, if you will, work out your own salvation now. We've been here. We've been together a long, long time. God has blessed us to do great things together. Once you leave, go ahead on and leave and you work out your own salvation. Pray for me. I'll be praying for you. God blesses you to continue to support the ministry by working in the ministry like uh, my youngest three still are full time. Daniqua, Daniel, and Danielle, the older uh, children support the ministry financially big time. My daughter does not know. My daughter, Danny, does not know what she did for me, the ministry and me. She doesn't know I know she did it. She doesn't want to tell me, but I know she did it. 
she was the main one behind it. Because that's just the way she is. And blessed the ministry uh, with a total of uh, $8,000. Now she could have kept that money or had it for herself. But since she's living in a mansion and driving Mercedes, she thought she'll help her poor prophet father in the ministry. And I thank God for it. Now, I know she was behind it, because uh, the way that went down. <laughs> and then I tried to pay uh, my youngest three children some money, and they, they didn't want to take the money. And they worked very hard. You hear me? I, I, I just got back, and I, my, my son, uh, he sent me a stack of emails that he has sent out to generate business and for the ministry, to support the ministry. About 20 emails. My daughter, Daniqua, does a similar. My daughter, uh, Danielle, same thing. If, so if God blesses you to help me do what I do, which you've helped me throughout your life, uh, that's great. Uh, and, but one thing for sure, uh, whether you know it or not, what sustains you and what causes you to climb higher and higher is the prayers of your father praying for you each and every day. The reason why you're still safe and alive through the coronavirus plague is because of the prayers of your father, not your grandmother, neither one of them. They didn't care anything about you while you were growing up. Uh, yes, they would have to obey what I wanted for my household and for my children, but they could have sent some money. They could have done something. They could have found out your birthdays and gave something for your birthdays. That would have been fine. We don't need to get together. I didn't want you. I didn't want to get together with them. Because I was raised in that mess. And my wife was raised in that mess. And I did not want you to see that mess. I got raised out of it. God raised me out of it. Saved me out of it. And then made me a father. And a mother. To thousands. With the books. Letters to young black men. And letters to young black women. Essence. Amazon. Dallas Morning News. Bestseller. Letters Young Black Men. Amazon.com bestseller for Letters Young Black Women. So what I did was, and what you need to do is the same thing. I took the pain of my childhood and became the father and mother that God uh, uh, wanted my father and mother to be to me to thousands of other people. I told them what they needed to know. I told them what I should have learned from my parents. I didn't. I learned it from God after I got saved and from the Bible. And I, he led me to write these books, Letters to Young Black Men, Letters to Young Black Women, and a host of other books to be a father and a mother to thousands, giving them a clear plan as to what they need to do to success. Um, all of my children have applied those principles, but Danny, my oldest child, the most... And, 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 and the other ones are following, and she's going to help them. She's going to fuss at them, and she's going to get on the case, and, 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 and they're not going to like it. They don't like it right now. I, I, I tried to tell them. 
you're better off with me. Uh, and I was trying to give my daughters the space and time they, they needed to do whatever they want to do. Get a boyfriend, get married, whatever. But my, da my daughter Danny wanted to help me out and because she and Danita have been the mother, really, of the, her, their siblings for years. And I gave them about seven, eight, nine years, I guess, close to that. And, and they were eager to help get them on their way. And if they follow Danny's example and Danita's example, they're going to be successful and have their own house and uh, cars and all of that. And they, can, they got the energy to help them, you know, do all of that stuff. I, I don't. And the mother has never done it in her life. So she's not going to do it. And I, I don't have the energy to do it uh, with all, all of the other things that I am doing. So... Don't let your enemies stop you. You keep on doing what God has called you to do. Let them keep on shooting their rockets at you. You'll be all right. God will protect you. And so, beloved, in this passage, the happy poet resolves to invoke the Lord in joyful song, believing that in all future conflicts, his God would deal as well with him as in the past. It is well to pray to God as to one who deserves to be praised. For then we plead in a happy and confident manner. Glory be to God. Always start off in your prayer praising the Lord for allowing things to be as well as they are. And then pray for his protection. Some of you people who claim to be Christians, you're so miserable, depressed, and you, you allow other people to uh, make you depressed and sad when you ought to be swinging from the chandeliers, giving God the glory for what he has done for you. Get busy doing something with the life that God gave you. Stop walking around with the turkeys on the ground and fly with the eagles. If I feel that I can and do bless the Lord for all his past goodness, I am bold to ask great things of him. Now, if you don't understand this, you're probably not saved. When you go to God in prayer, you praise him for all of the blessings. Millions, uh, millions. I heard growing up many and manifold blessings. Lord, thank you for the many and manifold blessings. I added another M. The millions and the many and manifold blessings. Manifold means all over the place. Not, not just uh, uh, a single line, but just all over the place. Manifold. Just. This blessing opens up into a blessing. This blessing opens up into a blessing. This blessing opens up into a blessing. God will take care of you. That's uh, Dr. Sammy Madison's favorite song. God will take care of you. Nobody can take care of you like God, man. That word, so, has much in it. 
Go ahead, Spurgeon. To be saved singing is to be saved indeed. To be saved singing is to be saved indeed. Go ahead, Spurgeon. I believe that's where I'm at. I can't sing a lick. Many are saved mourning and doubting. May I add miserable? But David had such faith that he could fight singing. What? He could fight while he's singing. Now my wife, who is my greatest enemy in the world, my greatest Judas in the world, she has seen me do that. Fighting this battle, fighting this battle, and uh, fighting the demons that come through her, and I'm singing all the way and praying all the way. Now the reason why I can sing all the way is because I'm praying all the way. By the grace of God. My wife has never seen me down, depressed, or defeated. Or befuddled. I think I got a feeling that she may see me more befuddled as time goes on as I am getting older. Isn't it, isn't it interesting that those of us who are getting older, we don't think that we're going to be like the man we saw at the hospital in the wheelchair, befuddled and with uh, saliva rolling down and food and stuff. And, and can hardly go to the bathroom. I hope to God that I don't have to go through that. But, but I don't want to think foolishly and say uh, I would never have to go through that. You're not going to stay young all your life now. We are in the process of dying. My friends. Singing and fighting. Fighting and singing. Glory be to God. I like that real good Spurgeon. And win the battle, win the battle, win the battle with a song still upon his lips. Go ahead, David. David will whip you behind and then start a dance and start singing. Huh? Making his sourpuss sour wife, Abigail, not Abigail, the other one, Maris or whatever her name is. Micah, McCall, whatever her name is, he was mad because David was dancing after a great victory. You don't want a wife like that. You want a wife who will rejoice with you, party with you, jam with you, drink some champagne with you, drink some wine with you, and let's get it on. Be happy for the victory, not mad about it. And I'm talking to all of you wives out there. Why is it you can't give your husband a compliment when he does something great? Withholding everything. Withholding compliments, withholding affection, withholding sex, withholding everything. You're a withholder. Some of you women. How happy a thing to receive fresh mercy with a heart already sensible of mercy. Lord have mercy. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Doctor. Enjoyed and to anticipate new trials with a confidence based upon past experiences of divine love. Glory be to God. 
No fearing or doubting with Christ on our side. We hope to die shouting. Go ahead, Spurgeon. What? Allow me to say that in your hearing again. And some of you say, for you just get a shout right there in the bed. Just kick your legs up. Do an air pump. Fist pump in the air. No fearing or doubting with Christ on our side. We hope to die shouting. Glory be to God. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord. The Lord will provide. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you so much for yet another powerful passage of your Holy Scripture and expounding from the preacher in a marvelous way. What a way to close the day. Lord, help us all to die shouting and giving you the glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for sake. Amen. Now, dear friends, let's pray for, uh, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and other plagues, but let's pray for some of them by name. Holy Father God, we pray for the family and friends of Colorado resident Joanna D. Pounce, we pray for the family and friends of Virginia resident Shamika Towns. We pray for the family and friends of Italy resident Mullah Shalit Zikwari. We pray for the family and friends, Lord of Canadian resident Shuji Chin. We pray for the family and friends of Albania resident Vidat Solomonov. And we pray now, Lord, for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests. We pray, Lord, for the uh, thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. And we pray for each and every one of them. Uh, and we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings. Lord, upon them all, and we pray that you would protect them from the coronavirus plague and other plagues, and we pray that you will help us to pray for them uh, continually and help them to pray for us. We also pray for Pastor Bershebe. Uh We join together and we thank you for the service at Kimalili in Kenya uh, Church. Please supply all of their needs for church construction and land purchase. Please comfort Pastor Donald's family and the family of Okiti's granddaughter. Protect them and provide them with the food they need throughout this month of August election period. We pray for Ravi. Please touch the judge's heart to release him from the wrong uh, accusations. We pray for justice. 
Please bless this ministry. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel uh, through this ministry. Help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. We pray for Sylvia. We pray for Ambani. We pray for Villa Morris. We pray for Juliet. Uh, we pray for William. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you as well. Help them to stand strong in the faith and to grow in the faith as well. We pray, we pray for Claudia, Esther, Enosh, uh, Anu, Manu, Lorato, and all others, thousands of others. Help them to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians you want them to be. Now, Lord, we pray for the salvation of the lost as they hear the gospel right now. Grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing, freedom, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach and to proclaim your holy gospel. And what a privilege it is. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. <clears throat> Dear friend of mine tonight, if you were to die tonight and you could, where would you go? Heaven or hell? If you're not sure, and by the way, you could die in your sleep, please do not think that uh, tomorrow is promised you. Please do not think that you uh will survive tonight. You don't know that. There's no way that you could know that. Things go off in the body. Things happen in the body that you can't stop while you're asleep. And nobody else can stop it. And you may suffer something and be and live for a little while, maybe an hour, a hemorrhage in your brain or something like that. And you won't even know that you're, you're in danger. And by the time your family members and friends uh, uh, find out about it, you're dead the next morning. Happens every day. Every day. Or you can leave out of here like uh, Miss Heck, I think her name is. Or Hetch, or whatever, whatever the pronunciation is. Anne Heck, having herself a good time riding down the road, gets into a horrible accident which can happen just that quick to anybody. We're not talking about how she left out and what she had in her system and all. We're not talking about that. It can happen to anybody. You can be sober and in your right mind. And that can happen to you. Just a nod off, right? Just a little quick nod off. And you, you're in somebody's house. Here's the sad part, though. 
you can become brain dead. You're living, but you're dead. And you can't talk to anybody. You're on a ventilator. It's pretty much over. So you can check out of here, out of this world, any kind of way. Do not be presumptuous, my dear friend. Do not think that you are all of that and you're healthy and, and you, you jog, you run, you lift weights and you're thin. Thin people die every day with perfect health. In fact, some people who've been running all their lives can go running one day and never come back drop dead in the best shape of their lives so don't be going by that I'm a vegetarian you know vegetarian die every day okay tomorrow is not promised you the Bible makes that very clear the Bible also makes it very clear in the New Testament today is the day of salvation today is important Oh, yes, I like the songs yesterday. Oh, yes, I like the songs tomorrow. But uh, you need to be concerned about today. If the blood is yet running warm in your veins and you have air in your lungs, you need to make your peace with God by believing in Jesus Christ right now. Right now. Don't think you have many tomorrows. You don't. We could be burying you next Thursday. This Thursday. The Bible says we are all sinners. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means that you're going to die because of your sins. You're lying, the breaking of the Ten Commandments, you're stealing, your lust for people and things, and trying to get what you lust after, your disobedience, your disrespect, and your uh, dishonor of your parents. Dishonoring God by taking God's name in vain. Your adultery and your fornication, having sex outside of marriage. Your being a homosexual. That's right, contrary to what you all have concocted in your community. If you are a practicing homosexual, there's no way for you. There's no way that you are saved. You're lost. And I'm here to tell you what many preachers won't tell you. Because, see, they have bought into your lie. Oh, homosexuality is not a sin. I was born this way. Let me tell you something. I was born with a nature that is very turned on by fine women. Okay? Personally, I do not have a problem with having many women. Personally. But God does. And God does not like ugly. Personally, I don't have a problem with adultery or uh, concubines and having two or three girlfriends and side pieces. 
personally Daniel White the third I don't have a problem with but God does so therefore I must have a problem with it you understand it is in my nature I am that's my main temptation my main desire is to be with beautiful women I just love it okay I can say I was born that way but see once you get saved and God will give you the grace and the strength to say no don't do that because uh, if you want my blessings on your life you're not going to do that you you gain a fear of God and a respect for God and, and you gain an understanding that God does not play and so same thing for you homosexuals you can't lie and say I was born this way and that like you can't stop it you can and if you get saved he'll help you so there you're going to hell if you practice this with monkeypox you're going straight to hell I want you to hear me I want you to tell all your friends all your homosexual gay friends that you're going to bust hell wide open up here men with men and women with women in God's sight when you know better deep down in your soul your conscience and your spirit but you have sold some of your pastor friends lies saying that that it can't be a sin because I was born this way we're all born with some propensity to sin but once you trust Christ as Savior and even before you trust Christ as Savior because of your conscience that God gave you you can say no I'm not gonna do that because that's gonna hurt somebody else and it's gonna hurt me and especially if you get saved God will convict you himself with the Holy Spirit and he will help you to not do that whatever the whatever it is My wife told me her, her propensity uh, uh, to sin is lying and stealing. And she's a liar and, and, and a thief. He said, how do you know she's a thief? Because she steals from me. And she's standing right here. We all, uh, we all got something we can say we were born this way. Uh, but see, if you're saved, you don't need to stay that way. I don't care what the sin is and there's no excuse for you homosexuals and you lesbians and I know you you're getting madder and madder at me that I don't matter it does not matter to me I'm trying to get your soul saved from hell and if one of you would get saved it'd be worth it all and understand with me what God wants you to understand God loves you he's done everything he could to save you from hell he gave up his son Jesus Christ but I want you to understand that if God will allow you to die and you know you're going to die you hear about people dying every day you see people dying every day and you have family members who have died this is real so if God is going to allow you to die because of your sin understand that if you don't stop by the cross and get saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ my friend you're going to die and bust hell wide open from the church pews from the pulpits bench 
religious and lost. We're finding out, aren't we, that many of the pastors who were in the pulpit were charlatans, were hireling. They didn't care for you. They didn't care for the people. They wanted to get paid and live high on the hog off of your money. Pharisees and Sadducees and hypocrites. Where are they now? 70 or 80 percent of them are gone and want to leave. Any preacher who wants to quit preaching the gospel and preaching the word of God is a liar, lost, and on his way to hell himself and never called to preach. His mama called him. His daddy called him. Religious and lost are in hell tonight and they're going to hell by droves, including preachers, including song leaders, including pastors' wives, going straight to hell. And you may be a worker in the church, singing in the choir, whatever. That's not going to get it. The old saints used to sing 99 and a half won't do. Their theology was not correct, but we understood that what they were saying. You must trust Christ as Savior. He's 100%. You can't do it. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible, more than the prophets, more than, than, than the apostles, and more than most preachers over the past 100 years combined. And he repeated over and over and over again, hell is a place where the fire is not quenched. Hell is a place where the fire is not quenched. Hell is a place where the fire, where the fire is not quenched. Believe, therefore, on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shall be saved. Hell is a real place. Hell is a sad place. Hell is a bad place. Hell is bad news. But Jesus Christ has some good news for us. Jesus Christ said the most loving words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. Jesus Christ said the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. When he said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Believe in him, call upon his name, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I preached that verse right after I got saved, December the 19th, 1979, on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. That was the only verse I knew Verse 9 as well. And in the cold and in the kind of an overcast day, I was on the corners of Bourbon Street, street preaching, several days after I got saved. And I just said over and over again, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I got saved myself, and I wanted to tell other people, God changed my life. And if God can save my soul and change my life, he can do the same for you. So follow me in prayer.
the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments by lying, by stealing, by uh, lusting after people and things, by dishonoring my parents, disobeying my parents, disobeying you and, and taking your holy name in vain. God have mercy and grace upon me, a sinner. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins. And that he paid my sin debt. Was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change my ways. Help me to turn from my wicked lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me and you believed in your heart, in the Lord Jesus Christ, based upon the word of God, the words of Jesus himself. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That means he gave up his only begotten son to die on the cross freely for your sins. He gave up Jesus Christ for you and me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, that word whosoever means anybody at any time, whosoever believeth in him, believeth in him, trusteth in him, trusts in him, has faith in him, depends upon Jesus for your salvation. Whosoever believeth in him should not perish. You will not go to hell where you deserve to go, but you will go to heaven where you don't deserve to go should not perish but have everlasting life based upon the words of jesus christ himself if you just believed in your heart in him and you called upon his name in prayer and asked him to save you you are now saved based upon the words of jesus christ and so may i say to you congratulations for doing the most important thing in life and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior. 
Now, to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, read my book, free of charge, entitled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. You just entered in. Now you need to know what to do. And uh, there are several points uh, in that book that will, like stair steps, that will lead you on up to be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. It's free of charge. You will never be asked for a dime for it. And there's another book beside it titled How to Be Hell, or rather How to Be Saved from Hell, straight from the Bible. You don't want to be hell. Uh, how to be uh, saved from hell straight from the Bible. You might want to read that first to get a better understanding of salvation of what you just did and then read the, sec uh, the other book second. Okay. Also email us and let us know that you got saved and uh, if you have a prayer request uh, send that in as well. Let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. And uh, we want you to know, I mean, literally, we're here 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week for you. Uh, we had people up this morning till four o'clock. Uh, somebody was up till six. And so uh, we're here uh, uh, for you. And uh, uh, if you have a prayer request, you have a question, go ahead and email us and let us know that's the best way to communicate with us all right now for those of you rich saints out there god has blessed you and you appreciate what god is doing through us in proclaiming the gospel every day and have been doing so now i think going on seven years uh and preaching god's word encouraging the saints teaching god's word and god has blessed you why don't you do Like uh, the urban alternative, Dr. Tony Evans, and then they they gave us a raise, if you will, on what they've been doing for over ten to twelve years. Uh, he gave this year an extra thousand dollars to help us in the ministry. Uh, some of you have ministries, you have churches. Uh, I would imagine there's about 200 pastors listening tonight, even though some of them hate me. And Andy Stanley, I hope you are listening real good. And uh, and and Andy, uh, don't don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, you made yourself a public figure. Uh, you're not a stranger. Uh, I heard you. Uh, uh, wrote a little article or made a little statement about uh, how that uh, people who uh, attack you, a stranger who does not know you, uh, that they don't have the right to do that or something to that effect. Man, you are a grown man. You're 60 something years old. You're the one saying these stupid things. And the only reason why I'm not cussing is because of Dr. Russell Moore. And Dr. Tony Evans, because I, I know they don't like it. They have not gotten on me about it. But I respect these men of God. 
But you I don't respect. So let me tell you something. Uh, <clears throat> you are a public figure. You're not a stranger to anybody. You are a heretic. And I'm going to rebuke you every time the Lord tell every time you do this foolishness because you know what you're doing and you know the people behind you. You know God is not with you. You know God is not behind you. Jesus is not behind you. You are a charlatan. You are a hireling. You are a false prophet and a false pastor. And uh, I don't uh, take it personally. But you, your influence has affected my children, you devil. You've influenced the pastor to be an inclusive pastor uh, in our town where my uh, oldest daughter and my oldest, uh, second oldest daughter, Danita, Danny and Danita, were trying to attend. I don't think they attend that much now. And glory be to God. But she was in the meetings when they talked about allowing homosexuals, married homosexuals, to be members of the church. She was not trying to hurt the church. She was just telling the truth. And I believe that she's been punished by the pastor or people in the church for telling me the truth. You devil. See? See, this is why I'm, I'm, uh, I, I was against it before I found out about that. I rebuked you before I found out about the influence you had on this pastor and his wife in McKinney. One church, Love Church or something like that. Love One Church or something. I don't know the name of it. I don't even know the name of the pastor. I don't know the pastor's, uh, the, the name of the pastor's wife. It's nothing, it's nothing personal. But see, the reason why I have rebuked you for years now, publicly, like I said, it was because of your father that everybody gave you the benefit of the doubt, man. You are an Absalom, Absalom Judas to God, Jesus, and your father. One of the greatest pastors and preachers of all time. You have torn down with your heresy. And your lies. And you're lying about this thing you're doing now. Going, attacking the, uh, uh, the uh, Apostles' Creed. The Nicene Creed. Only the devil would put that in your mind, man. You're going for the foundation. You're shooting for the juggler. You're trying to destroy and dismantle. I believe you're demon-possessed. And in my opinion, I believe you're a secret homosexual. And you're teaching these young pastors who don't think for themselves this damnable foolishness. Now, my daughter has an attitude towards preachers in churches. And their foolishness. I don't even think she goes anymore. I don't know. And I hope she doesn't. And De Stanley. 
And I hope none, none of my children go into your uh, church doors, so-called. You need to apologize to God, Jesus, and your father, son. Seriously. Don't come at me, man. I would not do that. Andy Stanley, with all of your lawyers and liars, whoever, and all your millions of dollars, I do not come at me. I double-dog dare you to do it. Don't come at me with that. Tell me you a stranger. You are not a stranger, boy. Everybody knows you and your lies. Preachers who used to like you had to slap you with like a Will Smith slap. And don't, we don't need to. We don't need to meet. I stopped your. Your, your soul damning debates on YouTube. I stopped them myself. That's why you can't do that anymore. Because you're just trying to use these other people's audiences to preach your heresy. The devil is a lie. We don't need to meet, man. We don't need to meet. Ever. Ever. Because Will Smith might come across me. All over me. With the most beautiful gangster slap. In history, I know it was wrong. I know it was bad. Something might. So just stay away from me. Do not come at me uh, in public, private. Don't come at me because it's going to get worse. Not physically, but verbally. You need to apologize to your father for tearing down what he has built up. You have you have been a terrible son, boy. I'm telling you the truth. You are Absalom. You played on your father's name in getting your church started, took his members, lied on him, was a Judas to him. And now you are tearing down the foundations of the church. I don't know what God is going to do to you, but you better start praying and getting saved and confessing your sins, son. Vengeance is mine, say the Lord. I'm not, I'm not, I am not thinking about you like that. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So don't go out there talking about I threaten you and all this kind. Of, I said God's gonna get you. And that's for sure. And always remember what the old black saints used to say, Andy Stanley. The wheels of God grind slow, but they grind so. Let's pray and, and hear one of the great old hymns of the faith. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will save the soul of Andy Stanley. And I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell out of his life. And I pray that, Lord, the, the, your saints, your sheep, your people will continue to not believe his lies. Help the young people 
not to be have their faith destroyed by his lies. He has been one of the most deceptive individuals in the history of the church. He's an antichrist as far as I'm concerned. And sent by the devil to tear down the faith once delivered to the saints. And I pray that you would give his father strength to rebuke him publicly. To make sure that he is not a part of his powerful, wonderful, magnificent legacy. Lord, help others to stand up and to step up and to deal with this situation. And Lord, I pray that um, young souls, young pastors will not be discombobulated confused and their wives with this demonic foolishness that is damning the souls of people and destroying churches across this nation and around the globe. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray, save those who are lost, revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen. As we listen to the godly music of the great hymns of the faith. Pardon me. God bless you. God bless you. Until tomorrow, Lord willing, if the Lord tarries is coming, we'll see you tomorrow, Wednesday. We'll see you next time. Listen to that while you get over the things that I said tonight. And you lay back down on your pillow. Ooh, Lord. Help me to go to sleep. Oh, I love that music. After this rough prophet out in the wilderness. Lord, help him. Lord, bless him. Lord, Make sure that his head does not roll like John the Baptist. Doesn't that bless your heart? I wish I could sing like that. Oh, yes. You say, preacher, I don't know whether or not I can go to sleep now. Take an aspirin. You'll be all right. I'll get you a nice dry red wine. Glass of wine. You'll be all right. Oh, yes. Oh, I love it real good. As the old preachers used to say, sing, children, sing. Oh, I like it real good. I like it real good.
God loves you. I love you. And may God bless you real good. We'll see you, Lord willing, tomorrow. Earlier, hopefully.